Good evening. Welcome to the Mashiach Mystery Series. This is the week of Purim. Purim is in a couple days, so I thought it would be apropos to discuss how, about Purim, how Purim will be when Mashiach comes. So let's start with the, the, the famous Medrash. Over here you have it in, in Yalkut Shimani. Famous Medrash. You don't have the quote with you, but I'll I have it over here. It says, The Medrash says that when Mashiach will come, all of the Yom Tovim are destined to become nullified. However, the days of Purim will never become Batal. So even when Mashiach comes, there will be no holidays, says the Medrash. However, Purim we will still continue to celebrate when Mashiach comes. So Mashiach will come now, God willing. And we'll still continue to celebrate Purim, but not all the other holidays. And then the Medrash brings another opinion, Amr Rebbe Lazar, Af Yem HaKippurim Le'yibat Al-Ailam. Yom Kippur as well will never become nullified. Shanamar Vahaisa Zeis Lachem Luchukas Al-Ailam, like it says, that Yom Kippur will be an everlasting, um, everlasting mitzvah, an everlasting commandment. So the obvious, the, the question is, question that all the commentaries are asking is how could it be that when Mashiach will come, how could it be that we're not going to celebrate all the holidays? How could that be? We know that one of the one of the uh, foundations, one of the ikrim in the Torah is that the Torah never, all the mitzvahs of the Torah are everlasting. So how could it be that how could it be that there should, that when Mashiach will come, we're not going to celebrate the holidays. That's the question. And if, we're, and if for some reason all of the holidays will become Batal, so what is unique about Purim? Why will Purim not become Batal? So that's one question. So now, we have a similar discussion in the Gemara Yerushalmi, Megillah, and the Jerusalem Talmud design on an Aleph in 7a. Over there it says the following thing. There is a discussion involving the two Amiraim, Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish. Rabbi Yechon and Omar, Rabbi Yechon, it says, Hanavim bahaksuvim asidin libatal. He says, All of the prophets and all of the writings, the Nevi'im and the Ksuvim, will all, will all become bottled. They, they, they will cease to exist when Mashiach comes. However, the five books of the Torah, the five books of Moses, they will not become bottle. What is the reason? Says the Yosef. It says by Matan Torah, by the giving of the Torah, that there was a great voice that didn't end. So the way Rabbi Yechelen interprets that is, is that this was such a great voice that it will continue forever. It is eternal. The Torah is eternal. The five books of Moses are eternal. Now comes along Reb Shimon ben Lakish. Reish Lakish, he says, Reb Shimon ben Lakish, Amar af Megillas Esther v'halochis einen nasidin libatil. So Megillas Esther and also all of the halochis of Torah, all of the laws of the Torah, they also will not be nullified when Mashiach comes. They will continue. And how do we know that? What's the source? Nemar Khan Kail Gadavla Yasaf. There's one voice that says that there's a great voice that never stops. And since later in the Megillah, the Megillah of Esther, Vizikram Layasuf Mizaram, 
that the remembrance of Megillus Esther will never end. So, as the commentaries explain to you, Shalmi, that Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, he's not uh, disputing Rabbi Yechanan, he's adding. So, he agrees that all of the Nevi'im and all the Ksuvim, they will all be battle. All the prophets and all the writings will cease to exist. However, he's saying that Megillus Esther is different. Megillus Esther will continue to exist. Yeah, in addition to all of the halachis of Teresh Shabalpeh. So the question also over here is, is how could it be that all the Nevi'im and all the Ksuvim, how could it be that they will be bustle? How could it be that they'll cease to exist? Aren't they Hashem's word as well through the prophets? So how could that be? That's right, there's so many prophecies. How could it be that they're not, uh, that they're not going to exist? And, um, and if, that is, if for whatever reason they will become bottled, so what is special and what is unique about Megillus Esther? So the truth is, is that Rambam, he actually brings down both of these things. He brings down, he bring, in the Rambam, in Hilchus Megillah of Hanukkah, Perg Beis Halacha Yudches, chapter 2, the 18th halacha, the last halacha in the halachas of Purim. The Rambam says the same thing. He says all the books of the prophets, they'll all be Esther, Except for Megillus Esther. It will exist forever. Then the Rambam says, Although we will the remembrance of all the troubles that we went through, all that will be nullified. It won't exist anymore. All of the troubles that we went through will all be forgotten. All the troubles that Am Yisrael went through will will be forgotten in the time of Yemaisa Mashiach. But the days of Purim won't be bottled. Like the Megillah itself says that the days of Purim are everlasting. So you see the Rambam is connecting the two things, that these two, um, these two statements of our sages, the fact that Purim will be everlasting, and the fact that Megillus Esther is everlasting, obviously the two things are related. Now it's interesting over here, the Rambam, the Ravid on the Rambam, the Ravid who is always arguing with the Rambam, um, he says that, he says that's not the meaning, he says, he says, he says, He says that's like a ridiculous thing to say. That uh, it's like very dvarhed uh, yotes means it's uh, it's uh, it's something that only a commoner would say. You know, a scholar wouldn't say such a thing. He says none of the books of the of the Nevi'im will be bottle because every single book there's things that we learn from it, so it's not going to be bottle. The Ravid says it means very simply. He says it means all the other books. So even if we won't read them in public, but Megillus Esther will continue to read in public. So that's the Ravid's way of understanding it. But it seems that the Rambam doesn't explain it that way. The Rambam seems to explain it in the literal sense. Okay, so what we're going to do over here is first we're going to, we'll, we'll, we'll explain these uh, these statements of our sages in the um, the simple meaning, and then we'll go to the deeper meaning of of Chassidus. Okay, so let's first explain 
the statement in Yaakov Shimoni, the fact that all of the Yom Tovim will be bottle, but Purim won't be bottle. So what does that mean? The simple meaning. So in the Shadows of Trubas Radvaz, Rab David ben Zimra, in his uh, in his in his um, halachic responsa, Chelik Beis Simon Tafri Samachlav, the second volume, um, um, Simon of uh, six six sixty six, actually, yeah, six sixty six Tafri Samachlav. So he says the following thing. He says, "What makes a yamtiv special?" What makes a yamtiv different than the rest of the week? So, simply, what makes a yamtiv unique is the fact that we don't do malacha. We don't work. That's the practical difference between yamtiv and all the other hol- and all the other holidays. So, besides the fact that at every yamtiv there's a certain thing that we do, like on Pesach we eat matzah, right? On uh, sukkahs we sit in a sukkah. But the primary difference, what what, what makes a yamtiv different than the, than the weekday, is that on yamtiv we do not work. So he says, when Mashiach will come, so I say to say that we'll have many avadim, we'll have many servants, and we'll have people to to, to service us. You know, all the, all the nations of the world, it says they'll. There's Gemaris that talk about all the different uh, avodim, all the different servants that are going to be uh, serving and uh, helping out every single Jew. So, if every single Jew is going to have myriads and thousands of servants to t- take care of his need, it will be understood that he won't have to work. <laughs> he won't have to work. You'll be able to sit your whole. You'll you'll be able to sit the whole. We'll, we'll be able to sit the whole day and learn, right, and be completely involved in spiritual things. So, of course, when Mashiach will come, says the Radvada, of course the Yom Tevim will continue, right? It's part of the Torah. The Torah is everlasting. So, what's what's unique about uh, uh, so so? What do we mean that it's going to that they that asidim It means that they won't be different. Won't, you won't be able to distinguish the Yom from any other day of the week because we won't be doing work. Yom will come. What's gonna what's Usually, you know, Yom Tov comes before Yom Tov. We're running around, we're doing all these different things, and comes Yom Tov, and then suddenly it's peaceful. We we rest. It's it's a different day. No one's no one's running anywhere. When Mashiach will come, every single day will be that way. Every single day will be that way. So, the, so that's what it means. Kol Amidim is suddenly bottle. I mean, so obviously in the halachic sense, obviously that when that when a Yom Tov comes, there's certain things that we'll have to do, and there's obviously it'll be a special day. But just in a very gashmiyazdik, a very physical sense, it won't be different than any, any other day. Yeah. Now, what about Purim? Purim is the greatest simcha. Purim, the simcha, like Chazal say, like I say to say, is the simcha is Adela Yada, right? It's with, beyond all limitations. As our, it says in the, it's, it's brought down that when it came to all of the other Yamim Toivim, so. The basin used to have to send out shluchim. The court used to set, have to send out people to make sure that uh, that people shouldn't have too much simcha, so to say. They shouldn't make merry too much, and that to go beyond their limits, and it shouldn't lead to anything negative. When it came when it came to Purim, however, Purim it says simcha was bligvul, was beyond beyond all limits. So that means that even when Mashiach comes, even when 
right? And even even when Mashiach comes, and uh, and um, so every day will be like Yom Tif, but Purim will still be special. The Simcha of Purim, even when Mashiach will come, it will be will, will be something unique. So that's the simple meaning of what our sages mean when they say that all the Yom Tov will be bottled, but Purim won't be bottled. It doesn't mean that, again, that the Yom Tov will be bottled. It means that they won't be so unique and special, but Purim will still be unique. Purim will still be special. Huh? Because the Simcha of Purim is beyond our limitations. So even in comparison to the, to the Simcha of Mashiach, it will still be special. Even greater. <laughs> Adulayada, I say, just say. The Simcha has, there's no limit to the Simcha. The Simcha believe wool. As we'll see soon, and according to Chassidus, we'll explain a little, this concept a little, bit, a little bit more. Okay, so that's the simple explanation of the Medrash that says that all the Yom Tevim will be bottled, but Purim won't be bottled. So, what about regarding the, the Yerushalmi and Megillah that says that all of the Nevi'im and Ksuvim will be bottled, but um, Megillus Esther will not be bottled. So what's the meaning of that? So one of the Mepharsham and the Yerushalmi, the Mara Haponim, so he says, says like this, he says obviously, like the Ravid says, right, so what does it mean a, a book is going to be bottled? How could it, how could it, any, any book it'd be bottle like so it's it's gonna be nullified what we're gonna burn it and <laughs> say it's nullified it's gonna be red it's 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 here to teach us something right all the Navi Maldik Suvim this is it's part of Torah part of Torah Miloshin Torah it teaches us something it's instruction so what does it mean it's going to be bottle so it's actually connected to a very it actually can, it can he doesn't the the Maran Ha'panim, he doesn't clearly connect this to a, a Gemara there's a Gemara in the Dorim. He says, if not for the fact that the Jewish people had sinned, they would have only been given the five books of Moses and the book of Yeshua. And then since they sinned, the the, the sin of the golden calf, Therefore, Hashem gave us all of the other books. Very strange Gemara. What does that mean, right? What does it mean if not for the fact that uh, the sin would have only had the five books of Moses and Yeshua? Okay, he explains over there, the Gemara explains why Yeshua is special. But besides for that, all the Nevi'im, all the Ksuvim, what, we wouldn't have had all of that. All these things, right? The Gemara, all the Halachites, all the laws of the Torah, what would have happened to them? So it's explained brought down in Chassidus as well, is that every single halacha and every single thing that's in the Vim and everything that's in Ksuvim is hinted to in the Torah. Leka midi remiza There's nothing that isn't hinted to in the Torah. Every single thing is hinted to in the Torah. So if not for the fact that we would have sinned, we would have looked into Torah Shebechsav. We would have looked into the Chamishi Chumshi Torah, the five books of Moses, and we would have been able to automatically derive all of the halachas and all the Nevi'im, all the Ksuvim, we would have been able to derive everything. Just like a a, um, a muscle to explain this idea, just an, an, an analogy. If a person is in a, in a is in a room that's lit up, right? So you don't need to explain. Uh, point over there. Look, the the beamer's over there, right? Go to the beamer, right? I say go to the beamer, right? 
And you know exactly what I'm talking about, because the light is on, right? Let's say the light would be off, it would be pitch dark. So I can't just tell you go to the bima. First of all, you don't know what a bima is, right? Second of all, you don't know how to get there, right? So I have to explain to you what a bima is. I have to explain to you directions. Go like this and then go like that, right? When things are not clear, when you can't see it, so then you need a lot more instructions in order to explain how to get there. Exactly. So the Chaito Egel sort of say gave us, the, the sin of the golden cast gave us like this it, this darkness. So when we looked into the Torah, not everything was clear. So when it, when you, you said, right? Bind it as a sign on your arm and it should be between your eyes. So now we don't know what that means. What does it mean to bind it on your arm? What should we do? Right? What does it mean? If things were clear, right? If we knew exactly what tefillin were, if our eyes, if, if, if we sort of say we could see it, spiritually speaking, so everything would be clear. So the whole purpose of Nevi'im and Ksuvim is the same thing. The whole purpose of a Navi, it says, the whole purpose of all the Nevi'im is to inspire us to keep the words of the Torah. If not for the fact that we would have sinned, we wouldn't have needed that, needed that inspiration. We wouldn't have needed that, the, the Musa of the, of the Nevi'im. Oh, so says the Maraha Ponim, so what's going to happen when Mashiach comes? We're going to go back to that state that we were right after the Torah was given. When the whole Torah, the Chamisha Chamshay Torah, and all the Halachis, everything is going to be clear. We won't need the words of the Nevi'im. We won't need the words of the Ksuvim to explain to us to explain to us uh, what the Torah means or to inspire us to keep the Torah. Because everything will be clear. So the question is asked, so what is unique about Megillus Esther? Why are we saying that Megillus Esther is not going to be bottle? So then he says, a very interesting vote, an idea, he connects it to another Gemara that's in Yerushalmi, and it's also in Bavli, also in Megillah and Avzainam and Aleph, that it says, Esther, she requested, she says, Sholcholahem Esther lachachamim. Esther sent to the sages and she said, Kivuni l'dayrois. He said, please establish me for all generations. Later, later she says, right? It says, write me down for all generations. Says, I want this story to become part of the Ksuvim. So the Gemara says originally they didn't want to do it because they thought that it was against what Shlomo HaMelech said. The whole discussion, it says, until they found that there was a Pasuk in the Torah. It says regarding the war against Amalek. Kesoiv zois zikarin basefer. Write this as a remembrance basefer. So the Gemara says that these, so, so there's three references over here to remembering Amalek. Kesoiv zois, that's one. Zikarin two basefer. Kesoiv zois, write this, that's a reference to the, the Amalek which is mentioned in Khan, meaning in the Parsha of Beshalach and Shmois, over Mishnah Torah, and in Devorim and Parshas Kiseitse. Zikorin is Mashakosa ben Nevi'im. Zikorin, that refers to Amalek that's mentioned in the Nevi'im, in the book of Shmuel. Basefer, when the Torah says that you should write down Amalek, Basefer, Mashakosa ben Megillah. That's a reference to what is written in the Megillah. In other words, the, the Megillah is all about Haman, the downfall of Haman, who was a descendant of Amalek. So says the Mara HaPanim, what do you see over here? That the Torah itself says that you have to write down the Megillah. The word Basefer, which is in Parshas B'Shalach, which speaks about Amalek, writing down Amalek Basefer in a book, 
the Gemara says there's a reference to Megillah Esther. So all the other Nevi'im, all the other Ksuvim, there's no Pasuk. There's no clear verse that tells us that you have to write down the Nevi'im, you have to write down the Ksuvim. They're just, they're interpretations, they're extensions of, of the Torah. But Megillah Esther is something that the Torah itself says that you have to write down. So therefore, Megillus Esther can never become bottle. Because if the Chamish Shechumshei Torah is never bottle, then Megillus Esther can never become bottle. That's right. And this is this is an, an interesting thing. There's another vote. The Rebbe also says this, mentions this vote, that in, in Megillah also in Tezayin Amid Beis, in the Bavli 16b, the... the uh, the Gemara learns out from the words in the Megillah, Divri Shalim Be'emes, Amr Reb Tanchum Ba'amr La Amr Reb Asi. Reb Tanchum or Reb Asi says, Melamein Shetzricha Sirtut Ka'amita Shal Torah. It says, this teaches us, Divri Shalim Be'emes, that the, the words in the Megillah are the words of peace and truth. What's the concept of truth? That it needs Sirtut Ka'amita Shal Torah. It needs, Sirtut is, yeah, it needs, uh, Sirtut is like you have to write lines in the Megillah, just like Amita Shal Torah, just like the truth of Torah. What does that mean? Rashi says it means Kasefer Torah, just like the Sefer Torah, just like Hamisha Chamshet Torah, the five books of Moses need Sirtut, you need to, they need like these lines to, that, in order that it should be straight, the line should be straight. The Megillah also needs Sirtut. So the question is, okay, so, but why such a strange terminology? It needs siyutud ka'amita shel Torah, like the truth of Torah. Why? Why call it ka'amita shel Torah? So it's brought down, and the Rebbe brings down this vart as well. Is that because the Megillah is like amita shel Torah? What's the concept of MS? What's the concept of truth? That it's everlasting; it never changes. So the Megillah. Says the Gemara is like Amita Shel Torah. It's like the it's like the truth. It's like the everlasting Torah. It has that same quality of emes. It has that same quality of nitzchias that the Chamish Shechumshi Torah have as well. Okay, so this is all. This is the simple. That's the simple reason. What's unique about Megillus Esther? Now, he still doesn't really explain in a deeper sense. But what what makes Megillus Esther so special? What makes it so unique? So why why is Megillus Esther is something that the Torah itself is telling us that it's everlasting. Okay. So this, as we'll see, according to Chassidus, is connected to the also the fact that Purim is not going to be bottled when Mashiach comes. So let's look at the, There's a mimer over here of the Rebbe. That... There's actually two Maimorim. One is Laihudim Haisa'ir from Tafshin Yebeis in 1952. Then there's another Maimor, Lahavin Maimor Azal, which is from Tafshin Tezayin in 1956. So we'll just see a, a part of the Maimor. So the Rebbe says, Lahavin Maimor Azal, Kolhamoyadim Asidin Libatal, Vimeha Purim Asidin Libatal, Betalam Laolam, Shenamo Vimeha Purim Ha'ilu Layavrim, Vitecha Yehudim, Mizikram, Layasov Mizaram. To understand this, that our sages say, that all the Yom HaTavim will be bottled, but not Purim. This that they say that all of the Yom HaTavim are going to be bottled. Although Torah is everlasting, Torah will never change. There will never be any mitzvah that will become bottled, that will cease to exist. What's the explanation? Because of the great goodness and happiness that will be when Mashiach comes, 
the goodness in the simcha of the yamim toivim, which are maidim la simcha, k'meshikasa v'samachta b'chagecha b'chine shraga batir amayani. It'll be like a candle in the daylight, which candle in the daylight is not useful. In other words, it'll be so much simcha. This is the same idea that the Radvaz says. Mashenkin simchas purim kivan shehi simcha gedayla b'yaiser. Since it's such a great simcha, tiya chashuva gam la'asid lava. It will be chashuv even when Mashiach comes. Okay. So the the, the kud of the Mimer is that what happens on every single yamtiv? Every single yamtiv, what makes a yamtiv special according to Chassidus is the fact that on that yamtiv there's gili alakus. There's especially there's a special godly revelation, a teisefes oyer, an additional godly light is revealed in the spiritual world, and it also affects this world as well. And that's what makes a yamtiv special, and that's what brings the simcha of the yamtiv. So we know all the Yom Tovim are connected with a different sphera. Pesach is connected to Chesed. Pesach was a, a godly revelation from above, like Chesed. Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. Matan Torah is connected to Gvura, Shavuos, right? And 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 uh, Sukkot is connected to Tiferes, and they're also connected to the Aves of Rabbi Yitzchak and Yaakov. But Purim is unique. Purim, it says, is there was a A gilui of Atmos Mahus, of Hashem Himself, revelation of Hashem Himself. Through the Mesiris Nefesh, through the self sacrifice that the Jewish people had at the time of Purim, the fact that it says if they would have given up their Judaism, if they would have decided that they were just giving it up and they're not considering themselves Jewish, so they wouldn't have been killed because Haman was only against Yehudim. And a Jew that didn't consider himself a Jew, a Jew who would forsake Judaism, you, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have harmed him. Nevertheless, the entire year the, the entire year the Jewish people, the entire Jewish nation had Masiyus Nefesh had the self sacrifice not to give up their, their Yiddishkeit, not to give up their Judea, their Jewishness and their Judaism. So because of that Masiyus Nefesh, where did that Masiyus Nefesh come from? It came from the essence of their neshama. The essence of their neshama is connected with Atzmos and Mohos. It was connected to the essence of Hashem. So therefore, the miracle of Purim was, so to say, an expression of the essential bond that exists between the Jewish people and Hashem. It's a revelation of Hashem Himself. So based on this, the Rebbe explains why, why even when Mashiach will come, so you'll, all the giluyim of all the other Yamim Toivim, all the revelations of all the other Yamim Toivim, so it will be chesed. Yeah? But when Mashiach will come, so the, when Mashiach will come, there's a gili of Atmos, right? When Mashiach will come, there's a, there'll be a revelation of Hashem Himself all the time, all, all the time. So what's going to be unique about Pesach? It'll just be like a candle in the daylight. So of course it'll be a special revelation on Pesach. It'll be like a shraga betira, like the Rebbe said, it'll be like a candle in the daylight. But Purim, even when Mashiach will come, will be unique. So let's see over here in Siv Zayin. Based on this, we'll understand the difference between all the Yamim Tevim and Purim. All of the Yamim Tevim are destined to be bottled. The days of Purim will never be bottled. We explained above. The simple reason why all of the Yamim Tevim will be bottled. Because of the great goodness 
enjoy of the goodness, the joy of all the will be like a candle in the daylight. And why is it? The reason for that is because spiritually speaking, the same thing applies. That in comparison to the godly revelation that will be when Mashiach comes throughout the year, the godly revelation of Ali Amutavim in comparison to the revelation of godliness that will be constantly when Mashiach comes will be like a candle in the daylight. Why? The concept is although all the Yamim Tavim are their times for joy. Nevertheless, all of the all of the all of the holidays are all limited. Because the whole concept of the Ma'idim, these are mitzvahs that were given at the time of Matan Torah, and all mitzvahs are things which are limited. Which are finite. They have the 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 defined things that we do, and we fulfill. Right? They were accomplished through the self sacrifice that the Jewish people had in Matan Torah when they said Nasa before Nishma. Right? They dedicated they, themselves to Hashem. There was also a concept of self sacrifice. So to say, Mesiros Nefesh. But what happened then at Matan Teresh was But then what was revealed down here? Only things that we could grasp with our understanding. If it's something that we can understand, it's something we could relate to, it must be that it's something which is limited. That's why the whole concept of the joy of Yom Tevim is connected with Bina. Bina is the concept of understanding because the godly revelation that comes down on every Yom Tev is something that we're able to grasp, something that we're able to comprehend to some degree. Yeah, exactly. Right, there's some type of hischalkos. Yeah, that's correct. Some type of division. There's different types. Now since when Mashiach will come, then the prophecy that says that your master will no longer hide himself from you, meaning when Mashiach will come, will be a godly revelation that's beyond all limitations. Therefore, all of the Yom will be bottle. What does it mean they'll be bottle? They'll be insignificant. They'll be like a, a candle in the daylight. So that's why all the Yom will be bottle. They won't be important in our eyes. However, the days of Purim, however, in the days of Purim, where the Jewish people had self-sacrifice in such a way that was completely beyond understanding. Didn't make any sense. Why should the Jews, there was no godly revelation, there was nothing that inspired them to have the self-sacrifice, not to give up their Judaism. It was only, it only came from a part in the Neshama it was beyond understanding from the essence of the neshama, which is beyond understanding. That's where, that's where the Messiah's nefesh came from. And through that, the greatest revelation was, was, was drawn down. And how does it come down? And it comes down in this world, literally in vessels of 
rejoicing in, in, in vessels of, 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 of happiness. In other words, the way we experience this mysterious nefesh is in a way through being happy, through, through having a, through having a, a, a mishta, through having a feast. Exactly, feast and joy. Shem kelim rechavim. So, says the Rebbe, So it comes out that the Gili of Purim is even greater than the Giluyim of, of Mashiach. Even greater than the godly revelation of Mashiach. Why? Because concerning the time of Mashiach, what does it say? That we will come with tears. We'll be, cry- we'll be crying. Why, why will we be crying? What's the cause of our weeping? Because when Mashiach will come, there will be a godly revelation that's beyond our capacity. We can't contain it. We won't be able to contain the godly revelation. There's a concept. If a person experiences extreme emotion, that's when they, when they cry. Either extreme pain, or you could also, if you experience extreme joy, things are so amazing that you're not able to, it's beyond your capacity, you can't, you can't take it. So that causes that a person, right? That causes that a person will start crying. It says, We find a similar thing about Rabbi Akiva when they revealed to him the secrets of the Torah of Shir Hashirim, his eyes flowed with tears. That's because it was, it's a revelation that's beyond the capacity of, of his mind. That's the whole concept of, of crying. Crying comes from like the excess, something beyond your mental capacity. So that's why when Mashiach will come, it will be such an intense godly revelation, we'll be crying. We'll be weeping because of the joy of, of, of the experience. However, when Purim will comes, we'll be able to we'll be able to to internalize the joy. We'll be able to internalize the revelation of Hashem in such a way that we're able to rejoice and we're able to have a feast. So Meaning when on Purim, even after Mashiach comes, will be the greatest revelation, such a high oil that will not even be able to be drawn down, even in the Kalim, even in our capacity of the time to come, of when Mashiach comes. In other words, the point is, the mile of Purim is that even when Mashiach comes, so Purim will be unique. Because even though when Mashiach will come, it will be a gili of atzmos, of the essence of Hashem, the greatest revelation, but it will be something that, so to say, we won't be able to tolerate. It will be crying. It will be, it'll be beyond our regular capacity. But when Purim comes, so then Purim is the day, then we're able to experience it in a, in a way of joy. So even after Mashiach comes, even after Mashiach comes, Purim will be unique. Purim will be unique. It will be something special. It will be such a high revelation in such a way that we're able to Take it in and internalize it and, and, and rejoice. See, when a person uh, is able to just to like be happy about something, it means that he's internalized it, right? Because he's happy about it. If it's something that's beyond his capacity, so it's like too much, you, you're, you're crying out of, out of joy. If you're able to have a feast and just enjoy, rejoice, it's because it's something that is that you've internalized, it's something that became like a part of you.
So this is the, this is what Chassidus explains what is unique about Purim even after Mashiach comes. So based on this, we could also understand what's unique about Megillus Esther. It's all along the same lines. So you have over here in Torah and Megillus Esther over here on Daftzadik Beis Amid Aleph ninety two uh, ninety two uh, A. If the line begins Hagashmi, it says Valze Omru Razal. Concerning this, our sages said, The prophets are going to be bottled. Why are they going to be bottled? It says it's similar, similar idea. It says when you have a... Yeah, when you have the ray in the source. So this is similar to what we said before from the Mara Hapanim. So the Chamish Chemshei Torah, that's the source, right? The five books, that's the source, right? So when Mashiach will come, so the source will be shining like the sun itself. When you when you when when you have the sun itself, so the ray of the sun is bottled. The ray of the sun, when it's in the when it's in its source, although it's there, right? But it's not felt because you have the source. The source itself is shining. So nowadays. So the Torah, so to say, Al-Tarev explained before, the Torah has to say, come down into this physical world. It has to come down into this bitter, bitter world and it has to, so to say, and explain to us in this world how to act, right? And how everything should be done. When Mashiach will come, we'll see the essence of the Torah. We'll see the Chamish Echamshit Torah themselves will be shining. Well, the source itself will be shining. And therefore, all of the rays of the sun, which is all the Nevi'im and all the Ksuvim, which is the extension, all of that will be bottled because it'll be will 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 have the, the the sun itself will be inside the sun itself the sun itself will 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 have the sun so the ray of the sun will be bottled in the sun itself the in, uh, right similar to the candle in the daylight exactly similar it says when there's a revelation of iron safe the Navim in Ksuvim which come from Netzach and Hoid they won't have any significance. He says, Megillus Esther is the level of, it says that Hashem hid himself. And he explains that, what's the concept of that Hashem hid his face? Says, this is the concept that Malchus hides itself in Bria, becomes Atik to Bria. Basically, the whole idea with the explains it is sort of according to Kabbalah is that Hashem hid himself during the time of Esther. But it says he hid his face. What's his face? His face is his pinimius, his essence, his, his most innermost point. Therefore, even when Mashiach will come, the idea is even when Mashiach will come, so the highest level, the essence of Hashem, which is the concept of Esther, Hastir, Hastir, Pana, Megillus, Esther, 
even when Mashiach will come, will not become a bottle, because this is Atik. This is, so to say, this is Hashem himself, who's removed from the whole Seder Heshtalshos and the whole spiritual cosmos and from this world. Before everything. Before everything, right? So, in other words, we see over here that it's the same idea over here, that when that the whole concept of Megillus Esther is also unique. It's different than all the Nevi'im in Ksuvim, because this is a revelation of Esther, is from Haster, Aster, Panai, Bayem Mahu, Right, that Hashem is hiding his uh, hiding his face. So this is just a glimpse into the, the uniqueness and what's special about Purim in, 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 in Megillah Sester. That although, as we explain, all the other Yamim Tevim and all the other Nevim Uksuvim, they'll be like Keshraga Betira, they'll be like a light in the, they'll be like a candle during the daylight, or they'll be like a, the ray of the sun in the sun. But Megillah Esther, this is a revelation of Hashem Himself, and Purim, this is the experience of. The essence of Hashem, and therefore, even when Mashiach will come, they will be unique and they will be special. They won't be bottled, they'll still have chshivos, they'll still have they'll still be special. And we should be zoicha that we should experience this this year. Mashiach should come, and we'll still have the experience of Purim, and and it will still be unique and still special even when Mashiach comes.